They're greedy as hell. They can't have enough money. They got billions of dollars, but they can't ever eat anything. And they want the players to eat it instead of the billionaires to eat it. You don't think that's going to happen in the NFL? Billionaires don't lose money. They just don't. And they're not going to lose money. But if they're not making oodles of money, they're going to try to take it out of the players' pockets who will need the money later on in their lives and that are smashing their heads open and, you know, creating CTE and all that kind of stuff. But the owners that are sitting in the player's box eating bonbons, they want more money. That's what's going to happen. You know, 32 billionaires, you know, you know how that goes. You know, I, I couldn't be in a room. I, I mean, I couldn't want to be in a room less than with 32 billionaires. Screw them. They don't care about me. And, you know, with this whole stuff going on with the NFL, sometimes I find myself disappointed and I probably shouldn't be. Um, I, I, I read this story and at first I go, that's not true. I don't, that doesn't make any sense. And then when I saw a story on it today, I, I looked and I go, are we going backwards? I think we might be going backwards as far as race relations may be going in our country. We might be going back. No, we might. We are going backwards. The NFL is considering improving draft picks for teams that hire minority head coaches or GMs. You shitting me? In 2020, we're going to give somebody a bonus if you hire a black person? So you're giving a black person bonus. Does that sound right to you? As a black man, I want black people to be hired. Not like this. <laughs> Come on. So you're going to hire a black person because you get a draft pick? Is that what I want? How, what is that improving? How's that helping? So you get a present for hiring a black person? <laughs> Anyways, they're addressing this tomorrow during a meeting uh, with the team owners. I guess they need 24 of 32 votes. God forbid that thing passes. That looks terrible to me, okay? It's just sad that you have to put it in a rule. And so many people deny that this is happening. And they're just admitting systematic racism. Are they not? Are they not? Somebody's admitting it or it's happening. Statistics don't, I mean, they can lie, but not when they're that glaring. I think it's sad, man. I think, I think it's a sad existence and I don't know what's going to come of it, but it doesn't look good for me. It doesn't look good for me. You know, we're talking about, you know, having to interview black, you know, candidates and that's a joke. When you have that one black candidate that keeps on getting interviewed and that's one guy, he never gets a job. Is it better than not having a rule? Probably. Not this one, though. This one, to me, sounds dirty and disgusting, really. And I hope to hell this vote doesn't go through. So let's see what's happening with, as we go forward and inch closer to this football season. A lot of the leagues are talking about opening up. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They're talking about opening up yet. They don't know the logistics of how. They don't know what's happening with the virus. They don't know what the virus can be doing two months from now. So it's just a lot of people talking out of their ass, pretty much. And it's uh, it's unfortunate. But that's all we got. Ass talkers. And that's uh, that's it. That's what the media is. A bunch of ass talkers. Put on CNN, Fox News, MSNBC. Nothing but ass talking. Because nobody knows nothing. Nobody knows anything about this damn virus. Even the doctors now. Now, you know, we're to a point now where doctors don't mean anything. You're a doctor, you don't know shit. That's, that's the way it's turning out, unfortunately. If anybody has, ever has any questions for me, um, I ha actually, we have a couple emails right here. 
Um, and one of the emails, I'm going to break them down here. They were talking about OJ Howard, and this was from Pizza Lover. Uh, if anybody ever wants to email me, it's ianbeckles at radioinfluence.com. He wants to know, um, breaking it down, if OJ Howard is going to benefit from being around Rob Gronkowski. Listen, Rob Gronkowski is old, okay? <laughs> Let's get this straight. You know, OJ Howard's in his third year, okay? Rob Gronkowski's old. What do you think he's going to teach him? How to be old? He ain't going to practice hard. He's old, okay? He's not going to go through training camp and hit nobody. Nah, you got to learn that yourself, man. I mean, he might learn the X's and O parts of it. That's cool. But other than that, um, you got you to get that on your own, man. You got to get it on your own, and that's it. So... I mean, is it going to help him? Hopefully. You can bring him some knowledge to him, but O.J. Howard has to be his own guy, and you got drafted first in the draft, uh, first rounder, so you kind of represent more than you've been representing. And from what I hear through, you know, coaching and stuff, he, he has problems picking up systems. And uh, that ain't Rob Gronkowski. That's the coaching, and that's you. And that's your football IQ. If you can't pick up the system and you can't pick up the coverages, you can't be a great tight end. That's the way it goes. Once again, Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. I appreciate you guys listening every single week. Let's hope this thing clears up a little bit by next week and we can start talking about opening it up and getting this football season rocking and rolling. I appreciate everybody listening in. Have a wonderful week and please be safe. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is a Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Hey, everybody. I know you guys are big fans of some of these crazy TV shows, especially with chefs on them. How about Top Chef? You a fan of Top Chef? How about a fan of uh, Top Chef All-Star? We got Brian Malarkey this week. Chef Brian Malarkey, Mr. San Diego himself on Duffified Live. I don't think we should flee from our industry. I think we should just be adaptable, you know? You think about like your barbecue restaurant that works really well for this segment. You know, right. we're kind of thinking about more counter service, you know, more to go food. And, um, you know, you can certainly do it with a, a lot less labor, which is not fun because my favorite part is the big bar and lots of people and sharing memories and toasting and laughing and, you know, having fun. Um, and that will come back. Uh, but uh, not right away. So it's kind of like adapting right now. And as long as your landlords are willing to work with you and adjust your rents, um, I think we can get through this. Uh, I think it'll work up a percentage. But uh, a good friend of mine, Chef Stephen Brown, who just got nominated for the Beard Award in the Midwest out of Minnesota, he called me the other day and said, you know what, Marky, if we survive this, he said, we have a lot of a lot of gold on the other side. And I said, what do you mean? He said, in 1918, the Spanish flu turned the world upside down, right? Closed it all up. They had social distancing back there. Everyone was scared to go out. And that was really devastating as far as, like, you know, uh, fatality counts. And he said, but you know what? After about a year, things sort of calmed down. People started to, like, relax a little bit. Within a year and a half, he said it was the roaring 20s. Exactly. The biggest plant the biggest party on the planet and exactly were tired of it. And they went out and they had fun. And he said, we got roaring twenties part due. Yeah. On strong. Duffified live with chef Brian Duffy can be found on Apple podcasts, Stitcher, tune in radio, Google play and radio